Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Cox 107.5. The game. All right, welcome in another Garnet Trust interview. Joined now by South Carolina quarterback Tanner Bailey making his 107.5 The Game debut. Tanner, uh, done any radio before, man, or is this the first time? Uh, I've done a few um, back in high school, but this, this is the first time here in Carolina, so, uh, so really excited for sure. Yeah, appreciate you coming in, man. Yes, Excited to talk some spring football, talk about everything that's been going on with you. Going to talk about your journey to South Carolina as well. So lots to get to, but I guess first, how's the spring going? Y'all are kind of closing it out, final week, spring game ahead. I'm sure you're looking forward to being back in Williams-Price Stadium, but how's everything been going for you so far? Yeah, it's been going great. Um, you know, Coach Loggins coming in. Um, been really fun working with him, um, you know, so so we're really excited. Um, you know, we got about, uh, what, about a week left, so. Um, spring game, you know, it'd be really fun. This is my sp- first spring, um, so so I've really enjoyed it. Like I said, um, but yeah, a lot of look, lot to look forward to. Um, obviously, coming off last season, um, you know, last few games, um, big momentum. So uh, so yeah, really 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 excited. Yeah, you mentioned Coach Loggins. We've been uh, us media people have been trying to get as much information as we can about this new offense without anyone completely giving it away. Um, what we do know so far, what we've heard, been told. It's some similar concepts, but also I think they've said they're trying to streamline it, maybe make it a little bit easier to get in and out of plays, potentially a little more up-tempo as well in there at some point. So just being in the room, what can you tell us? Uh, what have you seen from this new scheme so far? And how comfortable have you gotten over this sort of, I guess, four or five weeks of practice? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you, you know, with new OC, you have new stuff. Um, but I think our, our main goal is kind of just get the ball to our best players. Um, whether that be, you know, getting it out quick, you know, you know, some deep throws. Um, obviously, um, 
I mean, we've got a, a, a bunch of new guys, skill players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, scheme-wise, um, kind of keeping that, you know, in, inside the building. I yeah. know, I know. Um, but, um, but like, I mean, we, we love what Coach Lockett is doing so far. Um, we, we really, Spencer, Luke, me, you know, us QBs, we're all really, really, really um, comfortable with it. And that's that's probably one of the main things. Um, as a quarterback, you want to have is just that, that confidence and that comfortable like, comfortability um, kind of with, you know, what you're, do- what you're doing, you know, what you're running. Um, and then, yeah, so we've we've simplified a lot of stuff um, as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, going in spring, you know, we had some questions, and then obviously, you know, get to know Loggins. Um, of course, we call him Devo. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, but yeah, but Devo's been great. Um, it's been really fun. Um, he knows a lot of ball, obviously, you know, long-time NFL vet guy. Um, Brandon Coach Sean Ryan as well, um, really, really wise guy as well. So we're we're just you know like I said we're trying to get the ball to the best players I think that's that's kind of our you know main you know goal right now um and that's kind of our motto that we've had so so uh, yeah it's been it's been really fun to learn uh, from those guys yeah you, you bring up Sean Ryan yourself so does that mean that um you feel like he's been a, a really nice addition as well yeah he has he has a great addition um obviously Dwell you know uh, first few weeks um he was kind of doing it by himself we have Riley Watkins who's a GA as well he's doing a great job too um Coach Ryan comes in you know obviously uh long-time NFL vet guy as well. And so um, he, he's been kind of, you know, where, you know, you make a throw, you know, you may miss a read, you know, me build a weight or something, you know, hey, what do you see right there? You know, stuff like that. And so that's been that's been really good to have somebody, you know, with, with a lot of knowledge along with Devo and Riley um, to kind of, you know, get some, some extra um, opinion from, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, learning from all those guys, um, as well as Spencer and Luke, you know, me being a, a redshirt freshman now. So, I mean, just having all those guys with so much knowledge and, and, you know, passion for the game, it, it's really fun to learn from them. Quarterback, obviously a unique position in that, you know, if you, if you were an offensive lineman, there's like five slots. And, you know, then there might be a sixth, a seventh, an eighth guy that might play. QB, for the most part, if Rattler does his job, you know, stays healthy, your QB one's going to play most yep. of the reps. Um, how do you sort of mentally go into this offseason, go into this spring, Kind of knowing, I know you're a competitor. I know every quarterback's going to be a competitor to some level. Where I, I know you're wanting to start. Like, you want to come in as the approach, hey, I'm going to be a starter. But then you know you have a guy like Rattler. Everybody knows what he's done. Um, kind of, you know, coming in ahead of you. How do you approach an offseason? Do you still say, look, I'm going to, I want to go in and win the starting job? Or is it more just about let me turn this internally? Let me just, uh, you know, progress as much as I can and, and see where the chips fall, I guess. I think we all take the same mindset, um, and that's just, you know, next man up um, mm-hmm. for guys, you know, that aren't Spencer um, in the room, uh, as well as anybody on the depth chart, you know, that's not a one or a two um, on the whole entire team. And that's just, you know, be prepared because, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Um, I've heard that a lot from, from a bunch of guys. Um, and so that's just, you know, we all take the same approach um, as if we were starting, you know. So, I mean, yes, obviously everybody's, you know, going for that, that one job. Um, but I think, as you know, you know, younger guys, stuff like that, you know, realistically, you also, you know, know that, you know, there may not be, unless injuries happen, mm-hmm. um, there may not be um, as much PT as you want. Um, but, I mean, two plays, you know, one goes down, two goes down, or if you're the two, when the one guy goes down, you've got to be ready. Because, I mean, this league, it is cutthroat. And, I mean, literally, so, I mean, everybody has the same mindset um, in the QB room, and, and it's been really fun to, you know, learn with those guys. And and it, it's fun to have, you know, a bunch of guys that are just really smart um just high IQ guys as well because, I mean, you can just pick each other's brains and stuff. You know, you, you may not see it that way. You know, somebody may not see it the way you do. So, 
so yeah, it's awesome to have those guys in there. But but yeah, I think for sure you should, it's just a stay ready so you don't have to get ready uh, mentality. Yeah, getting to know Spencer a little <laughs> bit the last couple of years, and then just knowing Luke since he was in high school. Uh, seem to be two great guys. What have you learned from them just being in the room with them? I know you talked about it a little bit there a second ago, but uh, what is it like to just kind of be in a room where, yeah, y'all are competing, but it seems like y'all have a lot of love for each other as well? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say, I mean, those are literally, I mean, even though they play the same position as me, um, my roommate, Stone, obviously one of my best friends, and those two guys are probably the guys I hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those guys are, are always supportive, um, and, and they're great mentors, not only, you know, X's and O's, but also, you know, just – you know, it's, it's half the battle is mental as well. So, I mean, you know, just you know, like I said, I've said a few times, you know, picking guys' brains that have been there, done that, have experience, it's, it's really cool um, just to learn from them um, as well as um, X's and O's like Dewo, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but with those guys, um, I mean, it, <clears throat> it's great to have them as like, you know, close friend just because, you know, they're, they may be playing the same position, but they're all, we're all in the same, you know, kind of, trajectory we all want to do the same stuff um and, that, and that's a win so it's been really fun for sure definitely so we, we talked about spring a little bit to this point but just in general not being able to go through a spring last year but now kind of having I, I feel like preseason practice is a much different animal than spring ball where it's more about internally focused you know progressing as a team progressing as an individual as well you kind of have time to go practice then you have that next day where i know you guys can like actually kind of um, process what you did and process what's coming up the next practice. How important is it for you as a young quarterback to have now been able to kind of go through this full spring practice and just kind of develop as a player? Yeah, it's huge. Um, Like you said, spring ball is is totally different from like fall camp. So, Mm -hmm. so I was a summer enrollee um, as a quarterback and, and, you know, a a pretty complex offense last year. It it was kind of, you know, it was tough fall camp, you know, trying to learn as, you know, mm-hmm. the days go on, and sometimes you feel like you're a little behind. Um, I feel like I, I progressed nicely throughout the season, but spring has been has been huge for, you know, the early enrollees and, and the guys, especially with the new offense um, as well. So, I mean, we've all had um, great strides um, since day one, obviously. Um, and then, but it is huge having, you know, just it's, it's all installs and everybody's at the same pace. Um, so I think that, you know, having that day off in between and, and then, it's not as much it's, – it's also, you know, a lot of coaching, but it's more of teaching, you know. It's not as much, you know, hey, you better know this, you better know that. It's it's also just a lot of learning and teaching, which is it, it's been really fun. Um, so, I mean, we've all progressed nicely. You know, we're all – you know, we, we feel great about what we're doing. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. I always think it's a good indicator um, going back to last year. I think you got to travel a little bit later in the year. Yes, is, that, is that right? Yeah, I did. First – I think first two home games um, – I didn't. I I did not travel. Um, mm-hmm. but that was. I think mainly was just development wise. You know, mm-hmm. just knowledge. Um, I felt like. But um, as the, you know, as the season went on, you get more competent. You get more comfortable, and yeah. so that's that's what kind of you know just progresses along for sure. And you went on a couple of road trips. Yeah, I did. So. I did. I think Vandy was my first road game. Um, Florida went on Florida game. Clemson games. So that was that was awesome. Clemson game was too. Yeah, so that's always a good indicator. I, I think uh, the coaches have to make decisions. who Who's going to be on that bus? Who's going to be on the flight? Yep. And, um, you know, like you said, you weren't traveling the beginning. You start traveling towards the end. That means uh, that there's some trust in you, I think, from the coaching staff. You've probably been progressing the way they want to see. How how important do you think it will be for you, your overall development, looking back and having those experiences, being able to check out some SEC atmosphere, some Clemson, Clemson atmosphere, um, obviously – I'm sure it was awesome to be there for the win over Clemson too. Yeah, but yeah, just awesome. 
the experience of the sideline, seeing how everything operates, seeing how fast everything moves at a you know SEC level. Um, how do you sort of lean on what you learned last year as far as that goes? Yeah, it's always great to be around ball in general, you know, especially at this level. I mean, you you, you know, you, you may not be playing, but on the sideline you learn stuff, you know, just whether it be from, you know, somebody making a mistake mm-hmm. or um, from success. So, I mean, you know, traveling, getting to, you know, experience, you know, big atmospheres too, um, That that's huge because, um, I mean, you know, coming from high school, you know, small town like I did, and coming and playing in front of 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 people sometimes. I mean, it's a, it's a huge, huge jump. Um, so, yeah, I think that I'll, I'll for, for sure um, be glad that, you know, that I progressed up to, to traveling um, towards the end of last year just because of, of the experience um, and, and, like I said, the knowledge as well that, that you can gain um, from, from traveling, seeing guys um, make it, you know, firsthand, those those mistakes, those, those you know, good reads, bad reads, stuff like that. So, so, yeah, it, it, for me, it, it was huge. I know coming back from Clemson, bus arrives at the facility, Gamecock fans everywhere celebrating. What, what was that like to be just on the field after that win, in the locker room after that win, and then coming back and seeing, like, thousands of people waiting on y'all for that? Yeah, that was surreal for sure. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, the week before we knock off Tennessee, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, can you do it two times in a row? And then and obviously we did. So, uh, but yeah, I think you know coming back to see like all those people at the at the ops building that was first off that's insane. Like that's like you know like some dream stuff. That's like movie stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it, it's so cool. Um, I grew up in Tuscaloosa. You know, huge oh, yeah. fan base over there, and so I'm I'm, I'm used to the SEC. You know, with with fans and some of those guys that are from up north, maybe out west, they don't understand mm-hmm. like how big you know these fans are in the SEC. How how much like they take this you know personally almost. Um, but yeah, that that was some of, one of the coolest things I've been a part of. Um, uh, especially you know being here or I was there for uh, about probably my sixth month there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know in the first six months being able to take down Clemson, take down Tennessee, go to a bowl game. I mean, it, it really was special for sure. Speaking of out west, you you almost ended up playing your college ball out west. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to continue our conversation with Tanner Bailey, talk a little recruiting, talk a little off the field, and uh, we'll just continue this and see where it takes us. Again, this is Garnet Trust Hour with Tanner Bailey. We'll be right back. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, we're back. Tanner Bailey, Garnet Trust Hour. We were talking before the break there, Tanner. You, your recruiting process was a little bit unique. Uh, you were committed, what, to, to Oregon? Oregon? Is that yes, right? Yep, um, yep. I, so I remember, uh, you know, I cover recruiting on Gamecock Central. I remember you being one of, I think, actually the first quarterback offer yeah. when Beamer got the job. And I remember, you know, we're watching Huddle, we're Googling, we're learning about this Tanner Bailey guy. We thought you were going to end up at South Carolina at the time. Yeah. <laughs> then you end up at Oregon. Then Carolina kind of, they move on, they do their thing. And then I remember fast-forwarding all the way, far, you know, South Carolina's landed, I guess, Braden Davis, Spencer Rattler, and Beamer puts out the little welcome home thing, which he does whenever South Carolina gets a commitment. And we hear Tanner Bailey is coming to South Carolina. Then I think you actually, we weren't allowed to report anything at the time. I think later on, um, didn't you sign sort of silently? Yeah, I signed. So I signed like I was at Disney World. Yes, um, it, it was so funny. Of course, I, I literally I'm, I'm, I love Disney World. I've, I've gone there my whole life like 20 times now. It's actually ridiculous. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm 20 years old. Yeah, so um, but I was actually so I decommitted like 
10 days before signing day. And obviously there was a little bit of panic because, um, you know, quarterbacks is such a unique way of like, because, I mean, you, you can take two, three wide receivers. You can take linebackers. You can take multiple O-linemen. But quarterbacks, you know, usually you take one and maybe two. You know, that, that's mm. a maybe. Um, and so, I, you know, I was getting on the phone. Of course, obviously one of the first places I called was, was Beamer and Coach Sat because, you know, I've, I had a, the reason I committed to Oregon was because I had a great um, relationship with Joe Moorhead, who was at Mississippi State. Um, but I really did enjoy um, my conversation with Sat a lot. Um, could tell, you know, he was knew a lot about the game um, coming from the NFL. Um, so, you know, in the short time I, I knew Sat before I did commit to Oregon, I knew that was, you know, one of the places, you know, if something ever happened, you know, I wouldn't end up. And so, yeah, I was at Disney World, literally signed, about to get on, like, the Star Wars ride. <laughs> and then I uh, actually waited a few days because one of my buddies was making a little edit of it. And yeah. so uh, so pretty much and that Hayes Fawcett guy, he, he says, you know, yeah. he, he, he does everybody's now. Um, so I know Hayes, and he got me in there somehow because, you know, everybody was, was signing at that time, obviously. But, but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a cool little, I guess, uh, process of how it went from, you know, within two weeks, you know, you're – one school, you know, about to sign with them, early enroll, and yeah. then, you know, I end up saying play baseball. But, uh, but yeah, um, obviously I'm, I'm super glad how it worked out um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I think I actually interviewed you when you were at Disney World. You did. And you, you were did. like, uh, like, hey, man, I – I can do this real quick. I can't. I can't remember what you, you were about to get on a ride or go out to eat with your family or something. You I, were you were literally at Disney though. I, I remember was, that. I was so I was with my family and we had something scheduled <laughs> and I felt so bad because my mom and my dad were laughing because I probably sounded like kind of almost like a prick, literally. <laughs> so I mean, like I was like, yeah, because I had like obviously everybody blew my phone up, you know, friends, yeah. family, stuff like that. Um, because it was kind of a spontaneous decision and I mean, literally, I mean, within ten days, I you know flipped a commitment, you know, stuff like that, but. But, uh, yeah, I remember we were going to eat, and we had, like, a reservation. And, like, in this place, like, you really couldn't be on your phone or yeah. anything like that because it was, like, a really nice restaurant. So I was like, all right, I've got, like, two minutes right here, so let's, 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 uh, let's knock it out. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a cool experience, you know, being at Disney World with, with friends and family and then, and then uh, having to, you know, obviously sign. And, and uh, so that was a good way of celebrating. <laughs> so, so you had not uh, – had you ever visited South Carolina when no. you signed? Yeah, I, I signed sight unseen. So – um, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, I mean, um, I, I for sure prayed about it a few days before, um, because I knew, you know, after, um, after I had decommitted, I had some schools hitting me up, but, you know, that was out West as well with Lincoln at USC mm-hmm. and well, Southern Cal, yeah. not USC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Lincoln and then Indiana, um, some other schools like that. And so, uh. You know, I felt like, you know, I wanted to stay home in the SEC, which I refer to as home. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it was a, it was a awesome kind of little experience to, to go through. It, it worked out. And you uh, so you signed did, you ended up taking an official visit, like, after you yeah, signed, right? I, I came on the official while they were at the bowl game. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was a weird. So, you literally, need- like, so, yeah, I pretty much didn't meet everybody until, like, the first day I got here. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, I knew Sat and, um, and Beamer. Um, but everybody else was kind of just... Hey, how are you? I'm Tanner, and then uh, we just—I guess we just went went from there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was—it was honestly, it was funny, but it was also cool too. So you, you mentioned Stone. Did did y'all know each other at all before y'all so, just became buddies once yeah. you got here? Um, so I guess the first time me and Stone ever met, um, he's gonna laugh at this because he's gonna listen to this. The first time me and Stone ever met um, was literally at 650 Lincoln, and we had talked a few times before that. Um, of course, I was a big baseball guy. He was a big baseball guy. Yeah. 
Um, and we we kind of we knew we kind of wanted to room together because we we shared a lot of you know similar hobbies. Um, and so you know what's funny with Stone we hit it off so quick because like I said we have so many similar hobbies. Um, so I mean like week two we're out playing golf, having fun, stuff like that. So I mean yeah, but uh, that was a blessing in disguise for sure. You know getting a good roommate like that because you know you know Oregon I, I knew all the guys over there. You know obviously the staff knew everybody over there. And then not only committing to a new staff, new school, but I mean, you know, you know, none of the other commits. Um, so yeah, that, that that was pretty cool to get a guy in there that you know I can, um, you know, of course I, I beat him in golf nowadays all the time, but uh, that I can play golf with stuff like that. Is he going to admit that you beat him in golf? No, he definitely won't. He definitely won't. And I think I think he's coming on uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, soon. So <laughs> he'll de- you definitely have to bring it up, and he'll he'll get a good laugh out of it. But uh, but yeah, he can't beat me, no doubt. So. Um, Speaking of Stone, our so Stone, we had Stone as a calling guest on live radio on signing day, and uh, I bet he this. <laughs> so you you did your interviews from Disney, Stone. So Stone's on there. This is live call in, and every couple of questions we keep hearing like noise, like somebody's like working out or just making some noise, and then we're sitting there like what what is that noise, and then all of a sudden it kind of clicks. It was the just absolute unique sound of someone teeing off. And, uh, so, that is Stone Blanton to a T right there. That is Stone to a T for sure. My man was answering questions. Then you would hear like the ting. Yeah. And then, somebody had a nine iron off, off the tee box. Yeah. yeah. And then he would start answering again. So I, we called him out and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing golf. Yeah. He hits it about a mile, though. Um, I don't know if you ever if you ever go on like Twitter and look at his page like yeah. he it, it, it kids of course he's huge one and he yeah. and he's a baseball guy so I mean he knows rotational power you know how to use torque um, but yeah that does not surprise me at all for sure all time classic right there no doubt um, so we're all right we we got to hit another break but I want we'll keep talking a little golf I want to talk a little baseball I know you have a love for baseball so do I talk some Gamecock baseball too so we'll be right back he's Tanner Bailey Garnet Trust Hour. Be back in a second. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, we're back. Garnet Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game. Hanging out with Tanner Bailey. Tanner, we were talking a little golf, a little baseball. Uh, I know you have a passion for baseball, man. You played in high school. Could have maybe played some baseball in college as well. And um, you you mentioned off air, you kind of got a little bit burnt out for baseball a little bit. I was the same way, man. Played high school baseball, played my whole life. Got burned out, got completely as far away from it as I possibly could, and now just kind of fell in love with just watching the game. You know, watch pretty much every Braves game, every Carolina game now, and uh, I know you've been paying close attention to Carolina baseball. Uh, what have you thought of this team so far, man? Like, they're pretty loaded, obviously. Yeah, they can for sure swing it, and that's that's pretty much where my whole entire uh, love for the game came from. Like, literally, I have, like, you know, little tapes of when I was two, three, um, I'm left-handed. I throw right-handed, hit left-handed. So, um, so I had the bat in my right hand. Just literally, whether it be a bat or something, I'm swinging or throwing from age two and up. Um, but yeah, they've been extremely, extremely fun to watch. Um, of course, like I said earlier, you know, Stone's a, a big baseball guy too. Um, so every time we we get a chance, you know, to to catch them on TV, we we really do. Um, and so it's so fun because I mean, I I, I love just watching 
guys that have just pure natural swings just mm-hmm. hit complete nukes because I mean <laughs> they're hitting like three home runs a game. It's absolutely insane. And I bet I mean I bet they're having fun. I mean that's obviously you know winning is fun, but hitting a bunch of bombs is fun too. And there's nothing like trying around those bases. It's, it's like throwing a touchdown for for sure. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really cool to you know watch them this whole season. Have you watched Ethan Petrie when uh, whenever you say pure swing and hitting nukes? Petri is the guy that comes to mind. We had we actually had him in here as well. Uh, he's actually a Star Wars fan. Uh, probably uh, Luke. My, of course, Luke. Luke yeah. Cody, he's he's a huge Star Wars fan. Luke yeah. will be walking around the house like Star Wars socks on, and he's he like binges the Mandalorian every night. Um, and I walk in like it'd be Yoda on the screen. I'm like, yeah. there's Luke. I ain't gotta, <laughs> I ain't gotta have don't have any doubts on who it is. I don't have to look for it. Is that Luke? No, it's Luke. It's definitely Luke. So so we had Petri in here, man. Completely down to earth, dude. Very just chill, laid back. You wouldn't know that he's, I mean, he had eight RBIs the other day. Um, I mean, he might he might be a national freshman of the year guy who, uh, I guess, have you been watching him a bit? Yeah, Anybody yeah. else on the team? I, you kinda, I love his swing and, yeah. and, and what he does. Um, it's, it's, you know, my dad, um, he, um, he, he was kind of like my hidden coach growing up, and he always said, you know, effortless power is better than powerless effort. Um, and so, you know, he's just so effortless and it just yeah. creates so much power. And some guys you see, you know, they're just putting so much effort in and they don't, don't get any power. So, I mean, that, that swing just smooth, crisp, um, and obviously it's showing up, you yeah. know, on the diamond hitting, I mean, kids hitting complete rockets out there. Yeah. Special, man. He is so special. Yep. Uh, does it make you want to like start thinking about all right can i try to walk on the team next year oh yeah it, it makes me want to go take bp a few times for sure um i mean i played shortstop in high school i, I also love i mean I, I love playing the field as well um mm-hmm. pitched a little bit um but um i guess i always loved hitting um and so you know literally you know watching those guys um i don't know you know who the hitting coach is right now but he's obviously doing a dang good job mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh but yeah th- those kids obviously they're really gifted as well um but yeah th- th- they just look so comfortable um, and, and for sure, them hitting, you know, everybody's hitting, you know, three plus home runs, you know, so far, and the kids hitting 10, 15 home runs. That's really, really like, you know, um, it, it, it seems addicting, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it for sure gives off, you know, to, to me, like, oh, yeah, I want to go take BP, you know, hit a, hit a few bombs. You know? so, so, yeah, for sure. They're, they got to keep doing their thing. Um, I think they, they played really well um, um, for the whole season. So, yeah. How, how did you get the lefty swing? Like, was that just... Uh, it was more of like um, my dad kind of just, like, made me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know, I guess, the whole story. But I, for sure, I'm not saying it's being biased. I do feel like even, like, left-handed, like, bat, kids that play basketball are left-handed. Yeah. Because it hit left-handed. It, it almost feels like it's more pure. Yeah. Like, w- whether it be a swing or a throw. I don't know why. And that, that's me not being biased either. I just feel like, you know, left-handed swings are, feel more, you know, smooth um, to a degree. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think when I was little, my dad just put it in my right hand and then like kind of pushed my right hand back. And mm-hmm. so like, then, then I just like pulled through with that hand. Um, and so obviously, you know, now I play golf left-handed, uh, play baseball left-handed. Um, so yeah, but, but it, for, for me, I feel like, you know, I wasn't a big guy in high school, you know, but I, I didn't weigh a bunch. Um, but it did help. I felt like pulling, um, with my right hand helped me gain a lot more power. Um, and so, yeah, but, uh. Yeah. So do you do everything else other than, um, I guess, if you're swinging something, you're yeah, lefty. Yeah, I'm swinging something. Everything else is yep. righty. Yep. Yep. I, of course, right-handed. Um, yeah. But yeah, if I'm swinging something, it's gonna be left-handed. 
Can you throw lefty at all? No, or is I don't it, even want to try, honestly. It's bad? Is yeah. It? <laughs> I don't even want to try, honestly. I just, I'll stick throwing right-handed. <laughs> okay, so um, we know golf's a hobby. Did you watch the Masters? I did. I did. What'd, I, you, think, what'd you think of the trees falling, man? That was insane. That would have been scary. That would have yeah. honestly ruined it for a while, I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad no one got hurt just because, obviously, I mean, the safety and or no injuries, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that could have been... Fatal, literally. Yeah, it was a miracle. Nobody yeah, got it, hurt, it literally I think. was. Yeah. And I mean, the Masters like probably the greatest tradition to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big football, baseball guy. I mean, but it's like one of the coolest and greatest traditions in all sports, just because of how like you know, obviously the tradition one, and there's just how um, just special and unique everything is. You know, from like even the you know the cheap food you know the no electronic stuff like that it's actually really cool and it makes you feel like it's you know kind of old-timey and just how it was you know a long time ago for obviously phone social media came out so really everybody there obviously appreciates it way more you know just having to be locked in on guys playing golf but uh but i'm so glad you know that that no one got hurt just because i felt like the whole vibe of the masters would kind of just change and probably i mean if somebody gets extremely hurt you, you probably have to you know maybe um Shut the tournament down for like yeah. yesterday, you know, kind of yeah. throwing a funk in the whole thing. So, so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm so glad nobody got hurt. Did uh, have you been before or not? I haven't. Um, so one of the when I first got up here, I didn't realize we were like an hour from Augusta, an hour and twenty mm-hmm. minutes, whatever. Um, I actually drove through it on the way back home yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I was literally like there on like eighteen T, and I'm like driving by. I was so tempted to like pull off and just. I don't know, jump a fence maybe yeah, or something like that. Again. But uh, but yeah, but um, I haven't been. My dad's been a bunch. Um, so uh, but th- that's for sure on my bucket list. Um, in the next few years. Yeah, Columbia. I mean, you can. Uh, this is like a big, maybe even a recruiting pitch for Columbia. But in fact, you can kind of you can get to the beach pretty easily yep. if you want. Get to the yep. mountains. Get to Augusta. Yep. Atlanta, Charlotte, all kind of right there. It is. It is. And that's not you know, Gordo, Alabama. There's not. There's <laughs> not. You got Tuscaloosa about 20 minutes away, and then that's about it. Um, but but yeah, that that is one really cool about thing about living here is just like you said, Charlotte, Atlanta. You know, north and south, um, beach, mountains. You go out west, go south to Augusta once a year, and have a fun time there. So uh, so yes, it's a, it's a great location. So other than baseball, golf. What are we doing if we're not playing football? Is there is there anything else that takes up your time other than school? Obviously, you got that too. Um, po- that's probably it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, most of the time, um, I guess during the off season, it's you know summer. You know, you're mm-hmm. working out, playing golf. The season, you're pretty much just ball. Um, mm-hmm. and then off season in the winter, um, you know, obviously, you know, maybe vacation a little bit. Um, but once it starts to heat back up, you know, right back playing golf. Um, and then of course, you know, this is the first time in my life I've kind of just focused on only one sport because you know mm-hmm. growing up i played football baseball played some basketball when i was younger um but uh but yeah i think i think really just something where a ball goes somewhere i think that's probably what i'm doing most of the time do you hoop any with the guys now not as much anymore um i used to I actually used to love my, my granddad was a huge basketball guy growing up he always um he'd always um you know try and try and get me to play sometimes but um, honestly, it was kind of frowned upon in my high school because yeah. if it kind of ran into baseball season. Yeah. So, so all the you know the the baseball players you know we wanted to play basketball you know we enjoyed it had some had some good coaches over there but but uh, it was you know pretty much just that was in baseball season so you really didn't do it <laughs> so uh, so yes yeah, sir we we we've had a um, every guy that's come on that has been big into playing basketball they've had their starting five from the team and ev- everybody has put themselves on their starting five huh. except for Luke. 
Luke said basketball. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Luke. I don't know if Luke's ever picked the basketball up in his life. Um, and he admitted that. But Luke he was is like, extremely athletic. I don't mean that's not a whole. He can do about anything. Yeah, apparently, kid basketball. Runs, kid's is not extremely it. fast. He's, yes. Yeah. And then he can jump out the gym as well. Does some yoga too? I believe. Yes, he does. <laughs> and he, but he does a lot. Like his body. I mean, obviously Luke's in extremely great shape. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but that yoga helps him stay flexible as well and stuff too. Yeah. So I mean, it has. Um, we know we'll joke around a little bit um, about it, but uh, but it for sure. I mean, his body is is um, you know just in, in great shape all the time. He's always. He's never, I feel like he's never sore or tired. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a great thing, especially as an athlete. You know, he's yeah. always in great shape, you know, whether it be recovery, um, you know, the ice bath, yoga, stuff like that. So, so props to Luke on that because, <laughs> uh, cause, I mean, I, I don't know if I could do it. He, he's on the go all the time, you know, with recovery. Have, uh, have you seen the Spencer Rattler mixtape on YouTube from his high school basketball days? Yes, I have. And he, he, he lets me know every once in a while how he used to hoop and stuff like that. Um, of course, I never said to his face, but I, he, he was pretty cold. And 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 he uh, he uh, of course he played that kid um, that's in the NBA now. I think yes, yeah. Um, I don't remember redheaded something like that or something like that. But um, but yeah, I, I, we all know Spencer. He's a great athlete. I mean, obviously um, to play quarterback, you have to be somewhat of a pretty good athlete. Um, but yeah, we uh, he's let us know a few times. You know, back in the day, he could hoop. Um, but yeah, we you know we'll, we'll always play it down a little bit just to keep yeah. him humble a little bit. But um. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he he can he can shoot it and he can he can jump as well too. I um, mean, every once in a while we'll we'll do our kind of measurables, you know, our verticals, forty stuff like that, and and he can get up there for sure. Fastest guy in the QB room is definitely Luke. Oh, Braden's gonna Braden's gonna push him. I think Braden hit twenty two, twenty two point like three miles an hour. In the wow. f- and that's moving. That is yeah. moving. What have you I, hit? I don't even know. I, you like don't tw- know or you don't want to tell it us? It was like 20. It was 20. Okay, 20. It was 20, which is, which is solid for me. I'm that's not good, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's, it's a good number for a QB. I feel like it's yeah. good for me. Um, yeah. But I feel like, you know, obviously the strength staff, they did a great job. I first got here, I mean, I was just, you know, in the spring and just hitting bombs and just trotting. I didn't mean that like that. But I was trying to hit bombs. Yeah. And just, I'm, I'm, I wasn't doing, you know, hardly anything, you know, working out some. But got here, you know, struggled the first you know, a few weeks, as pretty much all freshmen do. But they got me um, feeling really confident, you know, and, that, and that's a big part of, you know, being on the field too. So it's a props to our, uh, our strength staff. But, yeah, I think I think Braden, it's probably Braden or Luke. Um, of course, Lenoris is up there too now. Lenoris, um, Lenoris is just like a like Greek god, though. Yeah. Like, Lenoris is jacked. Monster. He's jacked. Um, uh, but Lenoris is hilarious too. He's, Lenoris is very... Man of very few words, but like when he says something, it's either it's, most of the time it's really funny, but he doesn't uh-huh. really mean to be funny. It's just how he is. Um, but yeah, like I mean, this show to show you, like we have a great QB room. Everybody, there's no like kind of um, beef or anything like that. Yeah. It's always it's always fun. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been fun. Special group. Uh, you mentioned workouts, man. I want to talk. I want to give the people out there just an example mm. of a Luke Day workout because I know. From what I've seen and heard, it's not your traditional just we're going to go in there and throw some weight around. It's always some, you know, a tweak here or there. Uh, so be thinking about that. We're going to take a quick break, and then um, we're going to talk a little food with Tanner Bailey as well. We always talk food on this show. We're going to get his uh, his favorite bill. So we'll be right back. Garner Trust Hour, 107.5 The Game. He's Tanner Bailey on West Mitchell. We'll be right back. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, we're back. Final segment, Garnet Trust Hour. Tanner Bailey hanging out, 107.5 Studios. Tanner, you you brought up the uh, the strength staff. Man, I look on Twitter. 
they have y'all going out, dropping you off in buses in the middle of nowhere. They got y'all um, digging up stuff um, somewhere in Colombia. I don't know, man. Do you ever quite know what to expect as far as what Luke Day has in store for you guys? Yeah, I think after a while I thought I would, but now I've just <laughs> given up on trying to guess what we're going to do. Um, in all honesty, though, he does um, have, you know, a, a mindset or uh, I guess, you know, a, a theme that he wants and we'll, and we'll mix up, you know, whether it be, you know, a push pull kind of day or stuff like mm-hmm. that so um he'll mix up the workouts but obviously it's not like your traditional bodybuilding you know stuff where it's just you know curls you know bench press squat we do all that stuff as well but um but a lot of other stuff i mean you know we're crawling a ton you know like like you said earlier um we're digging buckets you know of sand up you know that are like four feet deep pull it out carry it two miles to the stadium or and then take it up the stadium around the stadium down and then pour it in a bucket. And it, and all, obviously, you know, all of it's competition, too. Mm-hmm. So that always is, is, is good, you know, just um, for us, you know, mentally kind of get that competitive spirit going, um, especially in the off season. And uh, and it's great team bonding, too, doing stuff like that. You know, you, you see guys that uh, you may not think, you know, have it in them, and, you know, kids come out of nowhere um, mm-hmm. and show some great grit mental toughness. But, uh, but yeah, at, to this day, I still try not to guess, you know, what we're doing. <laughs> it, it seems like... Everything in this program um, has some element of either, and sometimes it's both, but certainly some element of team building or competition. Like there's some, those two things are kind of built into about everything you do. When we get to go out to practice, I know sometimes Beamer will get on the mic and he'll be like ones versus ones and twos versus twos. And um, it'll be like losers are running half gassers. And um, then I, I see, you know, like you said, a lot of, a lot of what y'all do in the off season is based, it seems like, around team building. So it, it seems like that's kind of in the core of what this program wants to be about. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, no doubt. Um, we have um, on our wall in the team room, we have um, a few kind of phrases or words that we mm-hmm. go by, and, and competition um, is, is for sure one of the, one of the big ones. Um, so I think in everything we do, we kind of just try to implement something where it's not just – that way, you know, it, the complacency can't really set in or the relaxation, the comfortableness um, <laughs> can set in. So um, if that's a word. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, everything we do, whether it be lifts, um, conditioning, um, obviously on the field, everything's competition too. But but uh, even in drills, like you said, you know, one versus one, best of five, you know, trying to win, you know, three out of five. I mean, obviously trying to sweep, you know, 5-0. But um, even like in quarterback drills, you know, we have we'll throw the buckets out there. Um, we started that this year, and it's, everything's a point system. So, you know, you hit the bucket, it's one point. You make the ball, it's two points. You miss, it's obviously none. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, uh, we, we, I mean, the whole day, we're just – it keeps you kind of focused too, um, which keeps you engaged, you know, getting mental reps and stuff like that too. So, um, so yeah, I think that's one of our, our big core values that we take extremely seriously. Uh, how have you done on hitting the bucket this year? Uh, pretty well, actually. I, I, starting off the year, I really, you know – at camps in high school, I hated throwing in the buckets. Yeah. Because I felt like it was never realistic. Of course, I, I never was a huge, you know, I went to a lot of camps, but, like, I was never going to flash out in the camp. I mean, I always felt like my strengths was always just, I guess I was a gamer. You know, I mean, I was never the, I mean, I'm six one, two 205 pounds, you know, good, strong arm. But yeah. I felt like, you know, my, you know, you know advantages are going to come in, in different ways. Um, so I, I kind of hated it to start off with, but then, you know, you start, you know, 
obviously D Lo kind of worked with me on some some fundamental stuff. Um, Coach Sean Ryan, who I, that's what I mentioned earlier, he's yeah. he's helped me a lot in that aspect as well. Um, you know, just just not you know overstriding stuff like that. You know, ball placement, um, stuff like that. So um, so yeah, um, Spencer obviously maybe gives um because his accuracy. I don't know why I'm saying this on on live radio because he's gonna hear it probably. I'm gonna have to show him, but um, but he's uh, he he's extremely accurate and yeah. it's fun to watch sometimes. Um, and Luke is too. Um, and the rest of us obviously, everybody in the room is accurate, but uh, but Spencer sometimes can he can get hot, and so we'll have like a he has like the course record right now, which is like seven you know points or something like that. So it may be five throws, you know, what I mean, and seven's a lot, you know, to make it in the yeah. bucket, you know, thirty yards away on throwing a corner out, that's extremely extremely impressive. Um. But yeah, it, it's been fun, you know, um, just competing in, in small ways like that too. Where do you think the line is for any quarterback um, between sort of focusing on fundamentals, but also just like playing naturally? You know what I mean? Like everybody, I feel like has their own unique way to throw a football, and I feel like the best coaches are able to sort of tweak your unique throwing motion just enough. It's like, oh, let, you know, let's work on this stride a little bit. Let's work on this arm angle while you're still able to go be yourself and not be like, I don't know, robotic yeah, maybe is yeah. the word. So wh- how do you kind of find that line? Is, it, is that a real thing? Yeah, 100% what you said. Like, I think obviously there's there's the basics, you know. I mean, if you overstride, you're not going to throw a good ball. If, if mm-hmm. you have a narrow base, that's with everybody. Now, what, the main thing you get into, I guess, when with throwing motions is probably just arm angles mm-hmm. and and kind of, you know, I guess takeaways, you could say, or, or like a load with the ball. Um, that's where you get into the, the differences in, in a bunch of um, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from the waist down, pretty much everybody's going to be the same. You know, some some people may be a little narrower, take kind of shorter, smaller steps. Um, some people may like a little bit wider base, but it's all going to be in the same kind of family. Um, and then offhand, you know, when you're throwing, you always want that kind of be tight. I think that's pretty much everybody agrees on that. Um, but like you said, you also want that naturalness to it mm-hmm. with a throwing motion um, just because you don't want to um, make it awkward for a kid. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, we have six quarterbacks, six different throwing motions, but they're all crisp, you know, right. I mean, everybody gets pretty much the same result. Um, I also have some different arm strength levels, but I mean, everybody, you know, just throws a, a really pretty, um, ball and can throw it, you know, at, at different levels with different speeds. Um, that's the main thing you want to do, just create a consistency. Um, so yeah, like you said, there's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, basics implemented, but at the same time, there's also going to be a, a natural, um, comfortableness too as well definitely all right so we're running out of time on our garnet trust hour we promise we talk a little food we always like to get everybody's um either a weird food combos or just if you don't have anything super weird you're just like if you won the masters and they're you know your your pre-dinners where they like put together whatever you want you could also think of as like your last meal type thing um so any any meal that's just like a one for you, or any meal that's just completely weird. My dad, my, me and my dad are both big steak guys, so mm-hmm. I, I just love I love steak. I mean, I love like a big fillet. I mean, that's that's kind of um, plain, mm-hmm. um, but uh, and also big ice cream guys. Okay, uh, I, I guess that's all genetic because my dad's the same exact way. <laughs> it's so funny because you know I guess growing up, you know he's like you know you want to go to this, you want to do that. I'm like yeah, that's exactly what I want to eat right now. Um, I don't know if I eat many exotic foods, um, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a big steak guy. I'm, I'm kind of plain, I guess. Um, Stone would probably talk a little bit more about food. Okay. Um, cause big Stone, food guy? Yeah. Stone kind of experiments a little bit more. 
Um, he can also eat the same thing every day because, um, like, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll bulk every once in a while. You know, since he's been here, he'll be like, I'm, I'm going to bulk. And he'll eat, like, the same food, like, seven days a week, the same time. And it's, it's hilarious, though. Um, that's, that'd be a good question to ask Stone for sure. He's like a meal prep guy where yeah. you just, yep. oh, I can't do that, man. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that, too. Of course, he, he plays a different position, so he, he kind of has to be in a little better shape. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, final thing. What's it going to be like to play in Williams-Price Stadium spring game? Probably, oh, get, probably get a lot of reps, I feel yeah, like, on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. I think, uh, you know, before the seat, or before the um, the spring, I was really looking forward to it because it will be my first time, you know, playing a live snap since high school mm-hmm. football. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to go out there and, and earn, you know, a, a successful night. And I guess that's been my whole mindset where, you know, I wanted to go out there and have a peace of mind where, okay, I've worked my butt off. You know, mm-hmm. this is if – I, if I play bad, that's, that's on me. That's because I was nervous or something like that. You know, I want to go out there, play free, play loose. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Saturday night, it should be really fun. Um, so, I mean, everybody's looking forward to it. Um, with uh, Dow is as well. Um, so, yeah, extremely, extremely um, excited for it and uh, looking forward to it. Tanner, it's been fun, man. We appreciate you coming in. Let's uh, do this again sometime, Absolutely okay? appreciate you having me. Yep, he's Tanner Baylor, Garnet Trust Hour. I'm Wes Mitchell. This has been 107.5 The Game. Go to garnettrust.com if you want to support student-athletes like Tanner and everybody else on the South Carolina, I don't know, football team, women's basketball, across the board. You can see how you can do that, garnettrust.com. Again, thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.